Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's NBA trade deadline day. The next three hours, we are in prime time to bring you all of the updates surrounding not only the association, the Charlotte Hornets as well. And right now, the update is that the Hornets have done nothing. They have not done a single thing so far with three hours to go before we hit the trade deadline, how many trades do you think we're going to be breaking down today, Mr. West Bryant, as we talk about the uh, trade? I think we'll, Did I your think mic we'll just... be. Yeah, it went off. I have to fix it during the break. <laughs> I think we'll be talking about a lot of different trades, but none of them will involve the Hornets. I think with the trades that have already happened, I think that has killed a lot of potential for any type of Hornets trade. It's going to be bleak because there are so many people that are the meme personified of the cartoon character just poking different topics with a stick. And this time it is the Charlotte Hornets logo. And all the caption says is do something. Just do something. Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak. Because Mitch Kupchak came in as a deal maker with the L.A. Lakers. But you have such a completely different team with the Charlotte Hornets who do not have Kobe Bryant, who do not have Shaquille O'Neal, and you are not operating with this team via the trade market. So we've seen Brad Wanamaker in season. We've seen Montrez Harrell in season. And that's about it from Mitch Kupchak in that era. No trader Cho, which is, oh, oh, there you go. Give me the grunt. Give me the grunt. We got something going on. What is it? Well... Colin told us as we were coming in, he did a flash about there being no news updates from Shams or Woj. Uh He may have awoken the beast uh, because, and we saw this before we came in, but I want to have some fun with you guys. Uh, The Boston Celtics are sending Justin Jackson, former Tar Heel national champion, and two second round picks. No, not to the Charlotte Hornets, but to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Mike Muscala. According to sources. (laughs) All right. So a big one. We're starting off the show with a bang. Mike Mescala, Bucknell's finest, going to Boston in exchange for North Carolina's finest in Justin Jackson. Uh, That interestingly enough, though, that does kind of negate a possible Mason Plumley target. Because Boston, if they're looking for a potential backup center, then they go after Mike Muscala instead of Mason Plumley. That is one team. It would have been hard to make a trade with them, given the salaries and how tough it would have been to match. You would have had to take money back. But we can dive in a little bit deeper. Let's do it right now. We are set. Wes fixed his microphone. That broke two seconds into the show. We are ready to go. Fitty, open up the doors. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. KC Steve writing in, Wes's mic failing is the symbol how this trade deadline will go for the Charlotte Hornets, and we will continue to talk about that. We did see some monster trades, and I woke up this morning to see that Kevin Durant was no longer a Brooklyn Net. I imagine my experience was a lot like most people waking up and seeing that KD had indeed been traded. Oh, yeah, we got something else. This is awesome. Go ahead. Interrupt me. All right. Now, this one is a little bit more 
Uh, a little bit more new, uh, newsworthy, if you will. The Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. They are acquiring Jay Crowder, yeah. Wes's guy, <laughs> in a trade with the Brooklyn Nets. For five second round picks. Oh, uh, Mitch, Kup- Mitch Kupchak is so jealous. <laughs> he wants all of those second round picks. He wishes he traded for Jay Crowder so he could get all of those second round picks. He is so jealous right now. And he might be jealous of Jay Crowder because he's like the best basketball player, right? Wes? Well, they were talking about that this morning. And I heard that he may be uh, moving on to another team. And they were saying how Jay the Crowder. Bucks- yeah, they were saying that the Bucks would uh, behoove themselves to go and get him. So I'm not surprised uh, by this deal at all, man. I listen to a little NBA radio, man. I'm in these streets. Well, I Jay, hear what's going on. No, you're right. It's always been linked ever since Jay Crowder sat out the season, wanting a new deal and Phoenix not giving it to him and also wanting a trade. We all knew that Milwaukee was going to be the big-time suitor for Jay Crowder. They finally get him on the buyout market. Five second-round picks. It's that's so, that's so odd. It is the exact opposite opposite that Rich Cho would do. Rich Cho hated second rounders. He was handing them out left and right. He would give them away for free. It was like finding a penny on the street. He found it worthless. He didn't want anything to do with it, and so he would send them out. Milwaukee finds Jay Crowder. Going back to a bigger trade, though, as we were starting to come in with, Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns alongside your lookalike in TJ Warren that people have <laughs> talked about you with. Yeah. Phoenix sent Mikhail Bridges Cam Johnson, North Carolina player, traded again, and four unprotected first-round picks along with a pick swap. It is a lot to go get what could be the best player in the NBA, certainly when healthy, even if he is at 35 years old. We have some sound for you to play on this trade as well. Here's Bobby Marks discussing how Phoenix was able to win this trade. It should work. I mean, on paper, this is a dynamic team. You know, everyone likes to say, you know, who won the trade. Whenever you're trading a top three player in the NBA, and I don't care what you get back, draft picks, you know, young players here, you win the trade initially. You win the trade initially because you have a top three player that can close games, and those players are special out there, and not many teams have them. KD is an MVP candidate. There's no doubt about it. What's crazy about Kevin Durant is that his numbers right now are even better than some of the best seasons he's ever put out there for you. They're nuts. Defensively, he's been phenomenal this season. Problem is, the dude is old. He hasn't played, I believe, even 60 games in a season since that Achilles injury. But we know he's a bad man, as Stephen A. Smith might say, when he is on the court. Even if they win initially here, Wes, do you think that Phoenix wins in even the long term with the roster they put together? I think so, because in the NBA, it's all about winning now, winning championships when you can. And Phoenix is not uh, the traditional market where you expect championship pedigree. So I think for them to be able to have an opportunity to land such a player, you have to go and do so, just like they did to get uh, Chris Paul, and then you already have your homegrown guy there in Devin Booker, and also DeAndre Ayton, so this team looks phenomenal. I think the key, like you said, is Kevin Durant's health, but also, Devin Booker gets nicked up every now and again as well, and Chris Paul's health, but if they're able to stay healthy, in my mind, they're a championship favorite. And Mikael Bridges is a tough loss. Apparently, Phoenix did everything they could 
to keep Mikael Bridges on a great contract. The dude was averaging close to 24 points per game this past month, and he's one of the best defenders in all the league. But Brooklyn was like, no, we're going to need Mikael Bridges if we're going to send Kevin Durant your way. Even still, worthwhile. I'm surprised they didn't get more. I'm surprised they didn't. Well, that's what some people think. Didn't go back either. Yeah, that's what some people think. But they got Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges. The thing is, if Brooklyn really wanted to bottom this thing out, you could flip Mikael Bridges, I think, for multiple first-round picks because he's that good, in my opinion. Cam Johnson, if you wanted to. But I think those guys kind of fit the Nets' timeline as it stands currently. So Russell Westbrook also traded. Russell Westbrook, after a lot of the news that's been coming out the past really 24 to 48 hours in the Russell Westbrook camp, apparently things had gotten inhospitable within that locker room with what Russ was doing. There was big-time divides. Darvin Ham, the head coach for the Lakers, Russell Westbrook not agreeing on anything. He gets traded to Utah. The Jazz are expected to buy Russell Westbrook out. And in a three-team trade, Minnesota sends D'Angelo Russell to L.A. The Lakers also acquire Malik Beasley and also Jared Vanderbilt, two lesser-known players, but big-time acquisitions as far as filling out a roster goes. And then Minnesota, they get Mike Conley, a former All-Star, I believe just like one-time All-Star, but a nice ball handler that can help them do some things. Here's Adrian Wojnarowski on the Lakers and how they've been trying to trade Russell Westbrook for a little while now. The Lakers have tried for months to use Russell Westbrook's contract in a trade. They've not had any success doing that, attaching a draft pick, maybe even two draft picks, you know, to make the money work on a deal. They're going to be active right until that 3 p.m. Eastern deadline tomorrow. You know, they've tried to hang in there with Boyan Bogdanovich in uh, Detroit. You know, the Jazz have a few pieces. Mike Conley Jr., uh, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, who a lot of contenders uh, are talking to, uh, including the Lakers. So what's interesting about that soundbite is that Woj, in his quote-unquote analysis, mentions every single piece that would eventually be moved. It goes to show you when Woj or Shams or these people in the know give you analysis thoughts, right, when they don't or they're not reporting, but they just throw out these names willy-nilly, well, it actually happens, and then you have this trade come about. What What are your thoughts on the Russell Westbrook trade overall? And then, Wes, how does this affect the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, I think it hurts the Hornets a lot because we know the Lakers were a team that were mentioned with uh, Terry Rozier as well, as well as the Minnesota Timberwolves. So now neither one of those teams are in need. It looks like, especially the Lakers. Oh! oh keep it coming. I am getting high off of the news breaks. Let's what go. is going on? All right, the Lakers are active once again. They're okay. trading Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. This is going to impact the, the Hornets probably more ways than one. To the Denver Nuggets for Davon Reed. And three second-round picks. Oh, coming from Woj. He is so jealous. He wants all of these second-round picks. So Thomas Bryant being sent out, he is the one that was calling for the post-up opportunity on LeBron James' record-breaking shot. That is what I'll forever remember Thomas Bryant as now. And unfortunately, he is no longer a Laker. So we're seeing some centers start to move. We are in prime-time trade deadline territory here on Wesson Walker. Over-under Will Hill that noise. 
five times today. I did well. We heard it three times in the first segment. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought maybe in the first hour we would hear. So you're uh, going over the news break. Yeah, I'm I, going I over. Will too. I'm going over right now. I'm taking the high. Well, it's the thing is, Wes, it's a seller's market. Yeah. And so with so many different teams looking to contend because they feel like the championship is wide open, then they're trying to make moves right now. There are four teams. I was looking at how good the teams are in the association. In the Western Conference, there are only two, uh, um, three teams that have a negative point differential in the entire conference. That's the Lakers, who just got better. It's the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs, who are in the Wimby sweepstakes. Those are the only teams in the Western Conference with a negative point differential. That's great. It's, it's absolutely astonishing. And then you go to the Eastern Conference, and it's the Hornets, it's the Orlando Magic, and then it's the Detroit Pistons, and uh, I think there's another team I'm missing. But there's clearly four worst teams. The NBA's in a great spot, to be honest with you, especially with Wimby coming in. Going back to your analysis, though, before the breaking news soundbite interrupted you, you do think that this hurts the Hornets? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the Lakers no longer need Terry Rozier. We heard them a lot as far as a team that would be for him. Uh, I think it helps the Lakers for sure. D'Angelo Russell going back. Uh, to the Lakers for a second time around. He's going to give them that shooting, that playmaking ability, another ball handling, the guy that's not going to be making a lot of the silly turnovers and definitely not the locker room noise uh, that Russell Westbrook did. And then Mike Conley, I've always never seen what people see in him ever since he came out of high school when he was at Ohio State. Yeah, I've never seen what people think about him that is so great. Uh, And I probably never will at this point. So to me, him going to Minnesota means nothing. Mike Conley was always one of the guys that was the most popular answer for best player to never make an all-star game. He's just a basic player. Like I've never seen anything special about him. Yeah, I think he was really good for those Grizzlies teams, but he wasn't Zach Randolph. He wasn't Marcus Saul and then Tony Allen. They were fun. Those Grizzlies teams were fun. But how good is Minnesota going to be with him? I'm not sure, especially at this age. I'm with you on Terry Rozier and his chances of being traded being dwindled down a little bit. Because now you're talking about Phoenix and you're talking about Los Angeles as two teams that were interested in Terry. Well, Phoenix just gave up four unprotected first-round picks. I mean, it is a monster haul for Brooklyn as far as the picks go, especially with a swap to boot in there. You get McHale, you get Cam Johnson. What are the pieces for Phoenix that you are willing to trade that Charlotte would be interested enough in to send Terry Rozier that way? Like, that's the hard part for Phoenix. They already did their stuff. I think they're going to be involved in the buyout market, but that's about it. With the Lakers... We just talked yesterday, Wes, about how similar Terry Rozier and D'Angelo Russell are. And D'Angelo Russell, not as big of a contract long-term. Plus, he's just shooting better this season. He's just been a better shooter overall. And playing with LeBron uh, LeBron James, you would think those percentages... And bigger, physically bigger. Yeah, and defense... I mean, defensively, they're both not good. But, (laughs) but, you know, D'Angelo Russell, he comes off of the books. They need some cap space, too, over there with the Lakers. So, yeah, it's an interesting move to be had there. We're going to be updating you all day long on what's going to happen with this NBA trade deadline. Um, I'm going to talk about some super teams a little bit later on as well because the Nets completely Ow! fell. All right, we are, it's, it's getting nuts. What's going on, Fiddy? Oh, no. Well, Shams just had a tweet about Jordan Nori being traded, but he's now deleted said tweet. But the Yeah. So we'll have to wait till he maybe oh, gets there. Stop playing with me. All right, so here's what it. All right, now he's now updated the tweet he just deleted. Okay. Indiana is acquiring Bucks Jordan Nora and two second rounders in this Nets Bucks three-way deal. Uh, Milwaukee, of course, will 
uh, be acquiring Jay Crowder for the stretch run. Okay, so Milwaukee just handing out all sorts of second rounders. I believe the three are part of the five that were sent out initially. It seems like we just got an update there, but now Louisville's finest. Yeah, I like Nora. Covered him a lot for the ACC BN, so you know, he's a guy that's going to get his opportunity. Uh, he was already starting to come up with the Bucks, but now I think in Indiana he'll get even more of an opportunity to shine. Certainly an upgrade with Jay Crowder. Are you willing to admit that, even with your Jay Crowder takes? <laughs> uh, did the Bucks got an upgrade? Yeah. Okay. I mean, as far as experience and things like okay. that. I didn't know. I wanted to get your Jordan Nuora and Jay Crowder breakdown down. Yeah. We'll break down other lower-tier NBA players as the show goes on. And maybe we'll talk some quarterbacks about this. Which NFC South team? makes the most sense for Derek Carr after the Saints got the okay to talk about the future with the former now Raiders quarterback. We'll get to that in just a moment. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Father came in and got angry with us because we got all of the NBA trade updates. We just kept playing them and playing them and playing them. And you can text us, share your thoughts and comments on the Garage Door Guru text line by texting us at 704-570-9610. Chip's Tiki Hut. He wrote in that Fiddy is like Big Perm playing with my emotions. (laughs) <laughs> because he keeps playing some of these sound bites. If you don't know, the Friday Big Worm. Big worm. Okay. What's up, Big yeah, Worm? That's what I thought it was. Yeah, so it's a Friday It's a Friday reference, and Fiddy is playing with everybody's emotions today because people want to hear a Hornets trade after the sounder, and we have not given them that, and we have not had a lot of Hornets trades. What do you Mitch think Cup the show. Hornets fans are looking for? Because I, I, I posed so, a question about, are we excited about the returns they could potentially get? So what is it that we're seeking here? Wes, I I know that you want more analysis behind this. I get that. They want something. I mean right. that in every sense of the word. Yeah, text us in. Tell us like, what you want. But but that's the thing. It this is this is what Hornets fans want. They want movement because Hornets fans have been teased the entire tenure yeah. of Mitch Kupchak where you have this Mark Gasol rumor going around. We're all expecting it to come through. We just don't know if the Hornets are going to hang on to Malik Monk, how many picks they're going to give out, and then it doesn't happen. Mitch Kupchak afterwards during media availability says, "Well, I don't know how close we were to a deal with the Grizzlies anyway. All right, so then I didn't want Russell Westbrook. You never traded for him, so that was a good thing, but you didn't have anything exciting happen. I think that's what people want. Now, you're right. If you get something bad in return, then people are just going to flip it on the Hornets, and you know it's a catch-22. You can't win, even if you do something, if it's bad. But yeah, I think that's the thing. You just want to see any type of movement for the Hornets. What do you want to see? 
I think that the main thing is people just want to see a direction. You want to see yeah. that they have some type of plan because is it going to be to rebuild? Is it going to be the wipe the slate clean? And what type of direction is this franchise on? And how aggressive are you going to be in going in said direction? I think that's the main thing that you want to see because nobody's expecting a trade that's going to lift the Hornets to the playoffs. That's pretty much impossible at this point. But you at least want to see guys getting moves. I think if we if you dumb it down to its simplest form, cap space, draft picks. Yeah, well, cap space too, for sure. You're you're right about that. Myron Goodman, my guy, Myron, he wrote in, the Hornets need to do something, anything. There you go. That's exactly what he wrote in. Trade someone, fire Clifford, fire Mitch, anything. Something must happen today. He just wants to see a Shams or Woj tweet with the Hornets mentioned in said tweet. Conspiracy Mike, he said, uh, don't forget half of us don't have Bally, so we can never watch the Hornets anyway. Oh, that came in way early. Goodness gracious, that was a long time ago text that I read. So don't know, that was a different Well, we gave it the light of day. We did, we absolutely did. It was meant for you to read it. It was, I thought it was coming in at 11, but that came in during Charlotte Sports today. So those are some of the texts. People just want something to happen with the Charlotte Hornets franchise. We'll keep you updated. Hopefully we hear something about the Hornets as soon as we play one of those sounders. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit more about the Carolina Panthers because we do have some news, at least within the NFC South, and that certainly affects Carolina. Yesterday or two days ago, we got the report about Derek Carr, and he had been granted permission to visit the New Orleans Saints. And the visit took place on Wednesday at the Saints facility. That happened in Louisiana, of course. It would be Carr's first known visit ahead of the Raiders' February 15th trigger date on his contract, by which 40.4, yes, $40.4 million of his salary, that would become guaranteed. And so it's something that you mentioned, Fiddy, as well. You don't have to necessarily trade for Derek Carr if you think that another team isn't going to swoop in and get him anyway. You can wait and then pick him up. I don't know how much money it would be, but you could wait and then pick him up. My question is, should Carolina be interested enough to stop the Saints from getting Derek Carr? And when we're talking about this type of quarterback going to a team in the NFC South, which team do you think would benefit the most with him being their starting quarterback within the division, Wes? Wow, um, that's a good question. I think that there are a few teams that would benefit, uh, I think, from him coming there. When you talk about Tampa with Brady being gone, they're not sure what direction they're going to go there. The Panthers. Um, wow. Was that audible? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Excuse me. Yes, Fiddy and West, man. I I need to do it. I thought at some it was point. quiet. I, I just need to. Uh, I need to burp at some yeah, point. I, on here. I don't know if people. That. Maybe we can. Uh, we can look back and and see if how audible it was. Well, yeah. the thing that's funny is mine was chicken wings that I was belching out over there. What What were you eating during the break, Wes? You had a big old bag of chips. Yes. Mm-hmm. What kind of chips were they? The. Uh, <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> no, no, no. My my pocky chips that I eat from. You got the big old bag. Yeah. The zesty salsa verde. You acted like that was a bad chip to bring up. No, 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 no. I was just laughing because they're they're so different. You know, I didn't want y'all to put the snooty label on me because they're not <laughs> typical. You seemed really yeah. ashamed when I asked no, you. No, I was just laughing. I just gave a little laugh because I said, I know when I say this, they're going to be like, oh. Hey, it was a laugh know. of shame, though. Yeah. I could feel that. I went that and got them from Rhino, though. Rhino sells them now. It's not just Earthfield. So I went over there to, uh, to Rhino and got some. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Yeah. Talk to us, Wes. Uh, I think us. I think pretty much any of the teams in the NFC South could benefit. But if I was to choose which one would benefit the most, 
man, I think it's it's really a coin flip between Tampa and New Orleans if the Panthers did not want him. I think he could help any of the teams in the division, really. But And I say these teams because Tampa made the playoffs. They did have a, a decent defense with a lot of vets there. Uh, they'll have Shaq Barrett coming back next year. I think JPP should come back to them next year, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, they yeah. have they have vets. They have receivers. So this is a Derek Carr. You can plug and play him there. Same with New Orleans. They have weapons. They have veteran guys on defense that they could use him as well. If I'm going to choose one, I'll just go with the Saints since that's the team that he's been linked to. Well, they are the front runner, and that is according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. He joined the Pat McAfee show to discuss that front runner in the New Orleans Saints. I'm not saying it's agreed to, but obviously the Saints are the front runner for Derek Carr. Got it. That is real. Um, it is a place that would make a ton of sense for him. And Dennis Allen's there, was his head coach in Oakland. So, and the relationship has been good. And they are speaking today. Uh, they've had communication. Like, it's all good. So, New Orleans there, being the leader in the clubhouse, as far as who, if you want Derek Carr, would be, has the most potential to land him. The thing that's interesting, Atlanta I kind of put to the side. But if you go New Orleans, Tampa, and Carolina, those are the teams that could be considered a quarterback away. I think Carolina is probably in between Atlanta and New Orleans and Tampa Bay, just because I think with New Orleans, you do have a really good defense. And I do think you have Chris Olave. Uh, you can't trust Michael Thomas. So the weapons you probably need to improve right. over there quite a bit. And so that would be that would be something that you have to fix. But with New Orleans getting Derek Carr would you call them the favorite in the division? I, I think Tampa Bay makes the most sense, to be honest with you. This is a team that is ready to win right now because of the way that they prepared for Tom Brady. Yeah. And if this is a team that's ready to win right now, they're kind of in cap hell, too, with the situation they're in, and, and the Saints are as well. But when you're talking about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the offensive line, it's kind of in flux because of the injuries they suffered. Yeah. Some of the guys that left, I think they had a guy retire, I, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, going in to last season. But they also have some defensive pieces, too, that you can feel good about. So I think Tampa Bay makes the most sense. I, I think Tampa Bay would be the favorite in the division again if they got Derek Carr. I think the Saints would be that second team that'd be the best fit. And then probably Carolina and then Atlanta. I think that's the ranking I would have within the NFC South. Yeah, I would probably flip the top of that and then go New Orleans at the top. Tampa right there. But as I said, I feel like it's a 50-50 flip with them. Uh, but the Panthers, you know, like I said, they could certainly use them. It's just that here we want to go in a different direction as far as having a young quarterback. Now, you and I do. There is someone that believes in that theory as well. That's Vashti Hurt, who was on these airwaves with Mac and Bone just a little bit earlier, actually yesterday, she was on the air and she said she doesn't want Derek Carr anywhere near Carolina. I'm not fearing Carr in New Orleans. I'm not Thank fearing you. Carr on any team, basically. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if New Orleans wants to, wants to take that and ride that horse, then completely go ahead. I think that Panthers fans would have a total meltdown if the report were the opposite, that the Panthers were pursuing cars. So let New Orleans do what they do. As long as the Panthers are on the road, because as I've said before, this is a prime time to kind of take over the NFC South if they get that quarterback position correct. And I don't think Carr would be it. So even with him going to the Saints, 
I would probably favor the Saints or the Bucks, depending on what Tampa Bay would do at QB as well, because yeah. they're, they're not going to roll in, I believe, with just Kyle Trask or whoever, right? I think they're going to try to go after somebody also. I, I, I would probably put New Orleans as the favorite with Derek Carr. But here's the thing. To say that you would fear New Orleans also probably doesn't hit right, because look at what just happened with the Raiders. Overall, what team is better with Derek Carr as their quarterback? Is it the Raiders or is it the Saints? The Saints clearly have a better defense. Las Vegas has a real problem on that side of the ball. They've always had a real problem on that side of the ball. But also, Las Vegas had better weapons this past year. Even with Chris Alave playing this past season, he's a total stud, but Alave is someone that got hurt, and so you didn't have him. Michael Thomas, you can't trust that guy to stay on the field No, not that, all. but it's just that his main weapons were injured when you talk about Hunter Renfro missed a lot of games and also Darren Waller missed a lot of games as well. So but Devontae I think he Adams didn't have is the, the best receiver in the league. He possibly. is, but that's all he had. Oh, well, you had Josh Jacobs, too, who had an all-pro season. Well, right, you had him as well, but I'm saying, but his full allotment coming into the season, when you thought about his holy trinity of receivers, he didn't have Renfro and Waller like that. So that's all I'm saying. So, fine, but I think I would still put those guys, because the Saints had injury problems, too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're talking about very similar wide receiver injuries, and I'm still taking the Raiders' weapons if he has them. And it's not like we haven't seen him play with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller before, mm -hmm. right? Like, do you have to rely on maybe the best receiver coming to your league before we can really start to go all in on the Raiders? Like, we've seen you with a great tight end in Darren Waller. We've seen you with a good second option slot guy in Hunter Renfro. And you've still been what Derek Carr brings you. So how much changes with the Saints? I, I would argue that the weapons get worse, but that the defense gets a lot better. Do you think that is enough of an improvement for that to be a scary situation? And my answer to that question is no. See, I think that if he does go to New Orleans, I do think that he will be better. Um, I do think that, as I said, sometimes with these star receivers, I feel like these quarterbacks, they get so caught up sometimes in having to throw the football to them, making sure they get the ball and things of that nature that sometimes I don't feel like they play as free as they need to. I do like Devontae Adams as far as his skill. Uh, he's uber talented, but he hasn't gotten his teams anywhere, really. Like I said, he catches a bunch of balls, but... You're he, putting that on Devontae? Part of it, yeah. Because uh. people act like... No, because people act like that wide receivers, a lot of people get caught up in the perception that you need a big-time receiver to win big in the NFL, and I think that has been debunked several times by a lot of championship teams, and I think that the Raiders to go out and spend the money that they spent on him and things like that, I don't really think that they had to do that. I mean, look where well, it got them. But, but clearly, if we're talking about putting your quarterback in a good environment, it's to give them as many weapons as possible. How many better weapons in the league can you give Derek Carr than Devontae Adams? I think you could put them in – I think you can get them weapons, but it doesn't have to be the weapon if that makes any sense. Like, you can put them around guys that fit the system well, that play well in that system, that are good players, but it doesn't have necessarily have to be a black hole so to speak, like Devontae Adams, where he wants you to get him the ball all the time. If you don't get it to him, he's going to pout. And then when you do why, get it to him, he, it doesn't – he this, does pout about not getting the ball. Devontae does? Yeah. I mean, I know we had he the one – He got mad. He pushed the dude after the game. He what? goes in the locker. He gets mad about not getting the ball. Uh, well, okay. I, I think that they didn't throw him enough in some of these tight games, to be honest with you. And you're talking about – 
four receptions, two receptions, seven receptions, five receptions. I mean, I could have started earlier and went with three against the Rams. It, it's like their targets are, I mean, it's not that much for a number one option, Wes. Like you're talking about seven, nine, nine, eleven, nine. It's a good bit, but it's not like, oh man, all they're doing is feeding him and nobody else. I mean, if you're throwing the ball, what? How many times are you throwing the ball? I mean, 30 to 40 times a game. And you're talking about, you know, not quite 25%, 20%. Like, if you have a number one guy, yeah, I, I want to use him if you pay him. I don't think he was this black Yeah, hole. he was the second most targeted guy last year. Yeah, he had 180 I, targets. And I think if you're talking about at the very end of the season that he wasn't getting the the amount of targets that he did at the beginning. And by the way, when they were throwing his way, mm-hmm. they went on a three-game winning streak. <laughs> right, but you look at all the guys that's at the top of this list. And like I said, football is the ultimate team sport. But also, you look at a lot of these receivers at the top. They but, done, but that, their teams did nothing. Okay. If we're... I find it hard if you're talking about giving a guy like so you're you're arguing that the Saints are a better situation because they don't have as talented a receiver as Devontae Adams. I said I'm not I said I'm not gonna be so sure that he's gonna go there and not play as well because he doesn't have as talented a cast because I think he's got Olave, he's got Kamara, he's got guys that are stud players in their own right, but he doesn't have a guy that he feels like he needs to force the football to. Okay. So like we heard this theory with Baker Mayfield and um Odell Beckham, like how when he didn't have Beckham, he played better because he didn't have to force the well, ball to Beckham. The, the one that comes to mind most is is Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. But Baker Mayfield proved on multiple stops now that he doesn't throw the ball to the number one receiver because he's throwing to tight ends and running backs. Like, right, right, right. And, and he's not throwing. So Baker's a little bit different. But if you wanted to go Calvin and Matthew, I guess I get that a little bit. I just, it, it's it's really hard. You're You're kind of creating this window. Mm-hmm. of talented weapons mm-hmm. to be a better supporting cast for mm-hmm. Derek Carr. And I don't know if I can get there when you do have Devonte, and you also have, honestly too, if you just want to go play calling mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels, as much as I hate him as a head coach, yeah. I think he's awful. He's a better offensive mind. And John Gruden, John Gruden, way better offensive mind than what they have with the saints right now. Yeah. And so even when you didn't have Devonte, Derek Carr only had him one year. We've seen some nice success from Derek Carr before. But also, I don't think we've ever talked about him being crazy scary. This guy turned it over quite a bit last season, especially in the second half. So that that's where it's hard for me to get. Like to say, yeah, uh, with the Saints, Alave, Camara. I mean, I guess if you want to count Michael Thomas, but the dude hasn't performed in what three years now. No, I guess not. Yeah, it's 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 hard for me to go that route. Seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Feel free to text in and give your thoughts. Sirloin hater wrote in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin way better than just Devonte Adams. Yeah, I agree with Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. well, Tampa Bay, you go over there, you got way better weapons. Hell, even Russell Gage is a third option. I really like that. Depending on what they would do. Um, in the weak NFC South, it might be a little bit different for Derek Carr as far as his kind of impact. And and that would absolutely be true. That's kind of why we're having this conversation at the moment. Would you say the Saints are going to get Derek Carr at some point? I is think so. It seems inevitable. It seems like I, I'm interested in Tampa. Is, is Tampa feeling enough pressure to where, great, we spent all this money on vets. We're not ready to clean the slate at QB yet. Let's try to go after Derek Carr and steal him away from New Orleans. I wonder if he's viewed as that hot. Of yeah, that's funny. You haven't heard them really link to any quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All right, let's go to the first Fitty Flash of the day. We're going to be getting a lot. He's going to be flashing us a ton because of the NBA trade deadline. <laughs> but here's the first official flash from Fitty. We actually just got a trade in from Adrian Wojnarowski. All righty. 
Goodness gracious. And it involves the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, don't tease me. Don't tease me, Fitty. The tweet just simply says the Trailblazers are acquiring the 76ers Matisse Thibel as a part of a three-way with Charlotte, sources tell ESPN. And we have zero clue. I, I have the tweet in hand now. And we have no clue what the Charlotte Hornets have done. You're right. That is the only update we have. Let's do this. Let's get oh, it. No, okay, here it is. All right, all right. I was going to say tease oh! the century, but go ahead. Go ahead. The Thank you. The 76ers guys. are getting Hornets forward Jalen McDaniels mm. in the deal. It's a sad day for oh, me. Oh, wow. That hurts. Oh, no. Do we Wait, know? you said the Hornets are getting him. No, 76ers. Oh, Philly. oh. Philly is getting Jalen nice McDaniels. For them. And all they're giving up is Thibault? Okay. But he's not coming to Charlotte, right? Thibault is going somewhere else. He's Yeah, yeah Thibault's okay. going to or Thibault is going to Portland. Let's do this. Let me uh, let like me that. organize my feelings about losing Jalen McDaniels. Maybe we can call Willie P and we can vent together because we are a part of the fan club. We can figure out exactly what Charlotte is getting back in return. And then we can talk about it on the other side of the break. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can text us on the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Hit us up on Twitter, Wes and Walker, W-E-S-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R. Hit that follow button. We were talking about before we went to the break, it's a somber mood in here. Jalen McDaniels going, Say leaving so, man. the Hornets, multiple second round picks and fee. What was his last name again? So it's Fee McKaylu. Fee McKaylu. Maybe is you going remember him be, from Kansas. Yep. I don't remember him at all. Okay. He will be a member of the Charlotte Hornets. So here are the details. Woj tweeted out right before break that the Trailblazers were acquiring 76ers Matisse Thybul as a part of a three-way trade with Charlotte. Woj then would clarify that the Sixers are getting Jalen McDaniels in the deal. So Jalen McDaniels is a Philadelphia 76er now. Woj said that the Hornets are getting multiple second round picks in the deal and that the uh, Blazers are routing New York's Svi Mikhailu to Charlotte in the trade as well. Former Kansas Jayhawk. I think it's bounced around maybe a Laker as well for a little bit. So, I mean, this is, I guess, what you get when you ask for the Hornets to do something. I wanted a first round pick for Jalen McDaniels. I didn't expect unprotected. But I wanted a first-round pick, and 
Jalen McDaniels no longer a part of the Charlotte Hornets, and instead, just as we joked a million times in the first two segments, Mitch Kupchak got him a couple more seconds. Yeah, and I don't, uh, I don't like this deal at all either. I felt like Jalen McDaniels was a guy that they needed to try to figure out a way for him to be in their future. So uh, to get him for a few second round picks and a journeyman, I, I'm just not sure that that that's going to cut it. Um, does this mean that they're going to sign PJ Washington now or whatnot? We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm not feeling this. No, I'm not feeling it either. To say lightly, like I look when when you first see these trades come in, you try to organize what you feel because they're right off the bat, right? I mean, we've had knowledge of this trade for not even 10 minutes now. So I'm trying to figure out if there's any details that are going to come, you know, a little bit later, what's going on. But yes, if if we're talking about Mikhailu and multiple second round picks for someone that I thought you could have kept long term as a 6'10", 3D, hot and cold, but still valuable defensively, I thought was good. Yeah, I... I don't get it right now, to be honest with you, unless you're trying to package those second round picks for something. I, I'm having trouble understanding. It. Is this our fault, though, as a show? Yeah. I mean, well, it's everybody's fault. It's all Hornets fans fault. I for one for for thinking that they would do something different. But we said do something. We were poking them with a stick and they did something. It's not what I liked, though. We also brought Jalen McDaniels on the show earlier this year. And in the interview, he revealed that he had a pass of some sort that led him to have some some pretty close parking is he getting the same pass in his new home <laughs> or, or, or 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 was that what was that what drew the line for mitch kupchak was that a part of the deal is that what you're asking i have zero clue i don't know it was weird you can go check that interview out if you want <laughs> i don't know why he would have it and so there is reason to believe we could be wandering in dangerous territory if we go there too far but yes go check out the Jalen mcdaniels <laughs> interview the former now the former charlotte hornet that we talked with uh, a couple months back yeah yeah, man. So it's just uh, we'll see if there are more moves to come. I'm sure we'll get plenty uh, of alerts. I'm going to try to salvage the rest of uh, the campus corner and uh, talking about the other basketball, the one they play in college, the students. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Student athletes, right? And uh, before we get into who do we trust in the should be in column as far as NCAA tournament, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, let's see what Steve Forbes has had to say or had to say yesterday in his interview right here on the Wesson Walker show about the ACC and parody. There's a lot of really good teams. I don't know if there's an elite team. I think that the elite team, if there is one, is probably Virginia. But everybody else is just really darn good. And so you can get beat any night. And, you know, we're, we went through it. I mean, we played Virginia, Pitt. NC State, Duke, you know, Carolina in a row, um, and Notre Dame. So, I mean, it's like, tell me who's easy in that deal. So, off of that, we asked which team do we trust that should be in the should be in column? NC State, Clemson, or Duke? Yeah, the team I'd... Is it weird if I trust North Carolina more than some of these squads? I mean, especially with the back... I just saw them go to a championship last year, mm-hmm. and and I can't quit the logic enough to, to have that in my thought process when talking about some of these teams and asking who do I trust more. NC State's a lot more fun. There's no doubt about it. I think Armando Baycott also provides me a lot of comfort if you're talking about this team. And so if Caleb Love 
does get hot, then it's going to be tough to beat North Carolina. I still trust R.J. Davis with the basketball in his hands. Mm -hmm. And Armando, I trust a lot, right? Like, if they feed him the basketball, it seems easy enough. If they feed Armando, I feel fantastic about what he can do in the post. Mm -hmm. But the problem is they haven't done that nearly as much the last two games. And so it's really a toss-up. NC State has a ton of talent with DJ Burns, Terquavion Smith, and Darkel Joyner. But they run hot and cold, too. Like, I wonder if they rely a little too much on the three ball from Joyner and Smith at a lower clip sometimes. And so, yeah, it's a toss-up. I'll go with the heels, but I could change my answer, really, in a couple games. The man picked a team that he didn't even put in his own doggone question. All right, well, we'll rock and roll with that. But if I was to say who I believe should be in, I'm going to go off the three teams that you put in the damn question, and I'm going to go with... Uh, no, Wes is back. <laughs> let's see. I, I hear you. State Clemson do. I am you going to list. go you with... Um, I'm going to go with NC State at the moment. Uh, I feel like their big three of DJ Burns, Jarkel Joyner, now he's got to get back on track. He's had 10 points the last two games. I don't know what's going on with Joyner, uh, but he needs to get that thing together. But Turk, you know, I like to call Turk, Quavion Smith, Turkey, and DJ Burns right now, they've been playing really great basketball. I know they took the loss to Virginia, but uh, a lot of teams meet their demise at John Paul Jones. So I like NC State, like I said, the highest scoring team in the ACC before they came in and got locked down by Virginia. But they shoot the three ball really well. Uh, they have playmakers, and they have a guy that down the stretch, they can give him the basketball and say, go get us a bucket, and he can win them games when the money is in the middle of the table. So I'm going to go with the pack out of that pack of teams. Yeah, those teams that are listed with NC State, Clemson, Duke, I went outside the box. I'm just creative like that. So I, I went with North Carolina. <laughs> if I did add North Carolina on this list, which I clearly did not, if I did put them in there, would you still have the same answer? Yeah, I would still have the same answer because Carolina just seems to own state no matter what. So I just feel like you just chalked that one. You just charged that one to the game. But Carolina right now, I just don't see them being able to conjure the magic that they did last year. And I think sometimes with teams, we get caught up in the names uh, on the front of their jerseys or the logos on the side of their helmet. And I think Carolina's telling us who they are. I think their next game where after this supposed come-to-Jesus meeting with the roster, Armando giving guys ultimatums, this is the game for me. If they don't do it, I think they're done if they can't win the next game. Oh! There we go. Excellent exclamation point there. What you got for us, Fiddy? All right. The Pacers are now entering the trade market. Dude, Milwaukee's being really, really active so far today. They're trying to catch Boston. Uh, they are acquiring the Bucks uh, guard George Hill mm. and a second-round pick, according to ESPN. Oh, George Hill is coming on home. IUPUI standout. I actually know where he went to elementary school, by wow. the way. St. Richard's George Hill coming back to Naptown and going back to where it started, where Indiana, LeBron James, they would have those interesting playoff series bouts. But George Hill going back to Indiana. Yeah, you're right. Milwaukee where did uh, Bobby Boston. Knight go for? anger management class. I, I have no clue, but it didn't work. I can tell you that. Wherever it was in Indianapolis, it did not work, and that's a fact. All right, well, when we get back, Dougie B, Doug Branson from Locked On Hornets will come on to probably lament with Walker, and uh, we're going to talk some more Hornets trade scenarios. You are immersed in the Wes and Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, baby.